Hello, this is Rabbi Mark Soloway. Welcome to A Dash of Drush, weekly reflections on our world through the lens of Torah. What do we do when someone really challenges us? Really holds up some kind of mirror to us, perhaps? Or has such issues with the way we've done something, the way we've used or misused power, the way perhaps we've made someone else feel disempowered. How do we respond? How do we react when our leadership is challenged? It seems to me that in this week's parsha, which is the story of Korach, this person who really, really challenges Moses and Aaron, challenges their their power, challenges their hierarchical position in the community. It seems in some ways that the reaction and response of Moshe is as significant as the nature of the challenge. We can talk about what Korach is doing, perhaps, and there classically seem to be ways to really justify him. He seems to be saying something really important. Why do you take all this power? Aren't we egalitarian? Shouldn't we share this out a bit more? He seems to be saying. Interestingly, the very first two words of the Pasha, Avayikach Korach, Korach took, and then there's not really a direct object, so it implies that Korach was, was taking more than he was giving. He wasn't really offering to be part of the solution. He just according to most of the commentaries, wanted power for himself. It wasn't about a constructive challenge to the status quo, but a claim for his own power. But what happens almost immediately after Korach stands up angrily with his henchmen and challenges that power the Torah tells us, Vayishma Moshe, Vayipol al Panav. Moshe listened and he fell on his face. Moshe listened and he fell on his face. An extraordinary act in a very short verse that tells us something very important. Moshe doesn't try to silence him. Moshe doesn't react violently Moshe doesn't get immediately defensive he listens he listens to the claim and then it seems and there are many ways to understand what this act of falling on his face is all about but it seems that he takes what is being held up to him and internalizes it he listens and he takes it inside and perhaps he is thinking or feeling, wow, I need to really look at this. What have, what have I been doing? Have I been inappropriate in my leadership style? Have I made mistakes? Let me, let me take this very seriously. Let me contemplate what I, can, what I can do and what I might have done differently in the past. And then the falling on the face 
it seems to be an act of great humility saying like here I am the leader of this people and yet I'm going to fall on my face in the face of this challenge and some of the commentators Rashbam the medieval commentator he says that this is tefillah falling on the face means in prayer falling in the on the face is a, is a posture of of prayer not just internalizing but taking the claim against him to to a higher place immediately saying okay let's pray about this let's let's look deeper let's look higher let's try to understand what's what's happening here vayishma vayipol alpanav he listened and he fell on his face such a powerful powerful image of the leader of the people not interrupting not making it about him not getting defensive not getting hurt by the the ways in which he's been challenged but just having that capacity to listen take it inside and to fall on his face in humility and perhaps in prayer wow I think that is such an important invitation for us many of us get so locked into our own positions perhaps or we feel that we are behaving in in ways that are that are right and true and holy and pure and then someone challenges us and we can just push it out push it away this has got nothing to do with me this is all about them we might think or we might even say we can get so defensive and combative but Moshe teaches us that even in the face of painful challenges even when we are having something thrown in our face that can be challenging the the essence of who we are and what we believe to be true if we really can be like Moses then we can take that and internalize that and pray about that and then respond later we live in a world where our leaders are so reactive and so impulsive and so defensive and so full of ego and Moses is saying no that's not how to be a leader that's not how to be a leader being a leader means being able to listen to the opposition to internalize their complaint and taking it to a deeper and a higher place famously in chapter 5 of Pirkei Avot there is this notion of machloket l'shem shamayim of a dispute of a disagreement for the sake of heaven and a machloket she'en l'shem shamayim a, a, a machloket a dispute that is not for the sake of heaven 
And the Mishnah tells us that a, a dispute that is for the sake of heaven, its end will endure. There will be something from that dispute that lasts and penetrates into the world beyond time and space. And a machloket, a dispute that is not for the sake of heaven, will not endure. It'll die in the earth, so to speak. And then the Mishnah says, what is an example of a machloket that is the Shem Shemayim? What is an example of a dispute that is for the sake of heaven? The disputes of Hillel and Shammai, the two rabbinic sages who were always disagreeing, but with such respect, and even quoting the other's opinion first, in the case of Hillel, who always quoted Shammai's position first. And then, of course, the Mishnah asks him, what is an example of a machloket, of a dispute that is not for the sake of heaven? Korach and his company. Korach. Because his claim was not for the sake of heaven. It was for the sake of itself. Rabbeinu Yonah, commenting on that Mishnah from Pirkei Avot, says that the the difference between an argument that is for the sake of heaven and an argument that is not for the sake of heaven is the difference between truth and power. Truth and power. An argument that is for the sake of heaven is about truth, about trying to find out some some deeper truth through being in disagreement with someone else or a different position. Whereas an argument that is not for the sake of heaven Allah Korach is about power. Vayikach Korach. He wanted to take. He wanted to have power. Coming perhaps from a place of, of real feeling of insecurity and injustice, but he's not thinking through the consequences. He just wants to grab power. This time last year, I was listening back to a podcast I made on this same parasha with my, my great friend, colleague, teacher, mentor, Rabbi Jonathan Wittenberg in London. And we made a podcast together called Speaking Truth to Power and talking about the the times when it was really is important to stand up to power and speak truth. But Korach is not an example of that, it seems, certainly the way the, the rabbis understand the story. But even if we, if we look at it deeply and we look at uh, Moses' response and reaction, as I've been saying. Truth. Truth and power. Rabbi Jonathan Sachs says that if I argue for the sake of truth, then if I win, I win. But if I lose, I also win, because being defeated by the truth is the only defeat that is also a victory. I'm enlarged. I learn something. I did not know before. In a contest for power, if I lose, I lose. But if I win, I also lose because in diminishing my opponents, I've diminished myself. In diminishing my opponents, I am diminishing myself. That is such a powerful idea. We need leadership that is more interested in truth than power. And those of us who are in positions of leadership need to understand that difference and to understand that even in our 
worlds where we get caught up in ego and we get caught up in our own insecurities and our own jealousies about what others around us are doing and we lose sight perhaps of the unique path and then the unique place that we have and in that we can so often confuse truth with power we can so often confuse wanting to hold on to my position with my delicate ego as being somehow more powerful than a search for truth if I lose I also win <laughs> if I lose I also win if there's a greater truth that can be learned if I have grown through having a truth reflected to me if I have grown through someone disagreeing with me and helping me understand my position or helping me understand the world in a different way so wherever we find ourselves in the complex ways in which power plays out in our worlds whether in our own family systems in our communities in our professional lives those of us who do have positions of power may we just recognize that truth truth is a much higher value than power even if it means that we have to fall on our faces in humility and prayer to learn those lessons Vayishma Vayipol Alpanav he listened and he fell on his face sometimes it's so hard when we, we know we're doing the best we can when we're really striving to to, to, to be the best we can in this world and it's so hard to to feel that sense of, of challenge and, and discord and discontent that might come from some of the people that we are hoping to have influence over and in, in, in the feeling of that in the painful feeling of that conflict it's, it's so easy to dismiss them to push them aside, to get de defensive, to defend my own positions, but it's it's so much harder and so much more important to be able to to take it in, to listen, to have the humility and the sense of of prayer to be able to take it inside, take it deeper, take it higher, and then and then react. And sometimes it may absolutely not be about us. And we may indeed be able to push aside the argument as being about that other person and not about me at all, but we need to at least consider what it is that we can learn and how it is we can grow in the face of that challenge. That's what we learn, I think. May we really have the, the grace and the humility to listen to opposing voices in our world to listen to the the voices that we disagree with to allow them to take us to places of of truth this plays out in no greater way in our jewish community right now than the ways that we talk or don't talk about about israel 
such strong, passionate feelings on both sides. And it has got to the point where we, we can't listen to each other. We can't listen if we're entrenched in, on the right. We can't listen to the voices on, on the left. And if we're entrenched on the left, we can't listen to the voices on the right. But in order to really get to a higher truth, we need to be able to listen to each other first and foremost. We may not change our opinion. We may indeed have the right opinion, but we can't get so entrenched in that opinion that we are unable to hear the voice of opposition, the voice that is different to ours. And obviously it's not just about Israel. It's about all kinds of ways in which power and truth play out in our world. And may truth always win over power and that way no one loses we all win thank you for listening to a dash and drush 